Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Today's episode of the Making After School Cool podcast is the first of a two-part series, which highlights our Case for Kids case debate project. Case Debates, funded by Harris County Department of Education, is a collaboration between Case for Kids and the Houston Urban Debate League. Today is the second part of our two-part series highlighting the Case Debates project and features my conversation with Jimmy Morales, the project coordinator of Case Debates. Jimmy, thank you so much for being my guest on the Making After School Cool podcast. Thank you so much for having me today, Michael. Well, Jimmy, today we're going to continue our discussion regarding Case Debates as well as learning a little bit more about your experience with debate and some of your plans with the program. It seems like there's a lot of uh, different formats that students can participate in. Do you have a particular favorite one? I'm still partial to policy debate, and it's not just because that's the only one that I've coached a national champion in, um, but it's mostly because I think the rigor that comes out of an hour and a half discussion about a particular question and the length of the speeches and the element of having to sort of go back and evaluate what went wrong and how to fix it for the next time and the ability over the course of a season for a policy debate team to start out very weak but finish very strong is something that just I've seen not only in my own experience, but in other in students experience, it's an event that really allows for a deep level of dialogue to develop over the course of the season. And I think it's also very reflective of normal academic practices, right? So you publish something, your peers review it and criticize it, then you come back, you might answer them, right, or do more research or more analysis as to how to prove your point better. Um, But there's In in some of the other debate formats, it feels um, like things are a little more flippant or sort of pass, just like passing in the wind kind of thing where um, we have this debate and this discussion is a great discussion, but oh, the topic is changing. In policy, nope, the topic's going to stay the same. Now, what angle you choose to take on that topic is up to you. I've seen students do performances in policy where they've written their own poetry and integrated that into the story. Um, I've seen students get very, very creative in the presentation of their policy cases, but that element of creativity is something that is really hard to do spontaneously. It's something that really takes a thought process and a revision process and even practicing it right over and over to the point where some parts of your presentation might even almost be semi-memorized just because you've done it so many times. And so, yeah, I think holistically as an activity, policy debate is definitely, to be realistic, it's on the decline in the United States because of the degree of difficulty and also the costs associated with having folks do it. Um, It's, you know, when you only have a two-on-two debate for an hour and a half, it makes it so that your resources, you know, you've got to have a critic who's in the back of the room, who's capable of actually engaging the conversation that's happening. Because if that's not something that's available, 
it ends up being that the students are just kind of like a, speaking to a wall functionally, right? Um, and so I think that there's also an element in the policy debate community of sort of accountability where judges are expected to give reasons for decisions and judges are also tending to have some expectation of sort of the vernacular or the dialogue uh, norms um, for the activity such that it really makes for an interesting community and ultimately probably just in the grand scope of things the widest variety of perspectives that you can potentially hear on a single subject comes out of policy which is why i like it the most okay now i know any activity students get involved with that's not related to i would say their classroom always takes a lot of work uh what are some of the benefits for students who participate in debate i just think getting core content knowledge on subject issues which you otherwise wouldn't get get exposed to until later in your academic career is one of the most important things so I just remember going to government class and already knowing everything that we were being taught because of conversations that I was having in policy debates starting in middle school. Now, did I know exactly when I was in the seventh or eighth grade how the three branches of government worked? No, of course not. But when you start talking about the Supreme Court, when you start talking about whether or not Congress will pass something, when you start talking about whether or not it's a good idea for the executive branch to use its political capital, you're doing that in middle school, suddenly uh, a high school civics course isn't that hard. Um, and thinking about students, you know, ultimately getting confidence to talk about high level issues through thorough research. And, you know, for me as a coach or an, an educator, um, I think of debate as preparation for students who are trying to either improve their communication skills or master their ability to read, write, and present ideas. And these are things that regardless of your career path, um, it doesn't matter what you wanna do, the ability to clearly articulate yourself and to recall information and to clearly communicate that information to people. Those are skills that are just transferable no matter what it is that you wanna do. Um, and I think about the folks in my own life and the sort of paths that they've ended up in from the debate team. And you're talking about a variety from business people to doctors, to lawyers, to, you know, a Amazon account managers and Naval Academy graduates with nuclear physics degrees. Right. And again, these kinds of jobs or roles are ones in which if you're not able to clearly communicate with folks, then it becomes very quickly a problem. And so I think it's a, for anybody who wants to either improve or refine their, their speaking, writing and presentation skills, it's something that's incredibly useful. Um, but you'll also learn a lot of esoteric knowledge because the topics are sometimes a little bit outside of the normal discussions that you're also gonna have. And I think that that's also in terms of exposure to subjects and concepts that are adult in their nature. I think that debate is something that allows for people to have those dialogues in a setting where learning is encouraged. And I think that that's really important um, for students to be able to think through higher level adult-esque issues as a young person because it helps to ultimately generate the next generation. And I think that that's, you know, in terms of thoughts and ideas. And I think that that's really in 
an age of, I feel like, siloed dialogues where there's a lot of people who are only listening to what they want to hear. And, you know, it's kind of like the media acts as a, a reflection, right? So they do surveys to hear what people want to hear about, and then they produce that content. But when people seek out only one side or the other of the content, it really makes it so that we've, as a society, broken down where communication between folks from across the aisle is not where it should or could be. Um, and I think that debate and folks who do debate, it really helps to generate the opportunity for cross-cultural dialogue and ultimately, you know, allows for these interactions at a young age for people from all different backgrounds to meet other people from all different backgrounds. And I think that's one of the key things that I took out of my experiences as a high schooler and even going into college is that, you know, we are all going to come to the space sometimes with a slightly different perspective. And it's about learning to have respectful dialogue. And that's something that I think is incredibly important. I will say whenever I do like meet a, a young person, a young student, or just end up having a conversation, it is extremely impressive if they understand or have some sense of, you know, what's going on around them and that they could actually, you know, translate that in a sense to where I'm like, wow, this young person's really sharp. So, you know, I think kids that are into debate or other kids who really just keep up with current issues and have an opinion and can express those opinions are um, very impressive, especially when they're communicating with a, an adult. Now, you say you started debate when you were in the seventh grade. Um, yep. I really didn't know a lot about debate when I went through school, except for, you know, you see the presidential debate or, or so, some high, high profile debate or something like that. So in Texas, is this a relatively new concept? And if so, what are your hopes for the future, especially for case debates? Well, Texas has a pretty rich debating tradition. Um, and going back to the University Interscholastic League, uh, the UIL, which governs sports and academics for most of Texas. As an organization, they, I believe, were one of the first competitive debate organizers um, with policy debate. And I forget which year UIL started, but I feel like it was so 1913. So we're looking at over 100 years UIL, and I don't know what year they actually started doing policy debate, but I know that it was pretty early on. And But it's ultimately, it's been something that has been, in terms of access, very much oriented towards schools with extra resources that are able to focus on developing extracurricular activities that are academically focused. And so even though you might have a UIL program at a high school, that doesn't mean necessarily that there was a debate team associated with that high school. I and mean, when I think about the future of case debates as a countywide, ultimately, program, my hope is just that any school that wants to have a debate team can have access to the resources necessary in order to both prepare for and also compete at events. Um, and I think that holistically as a goal, that's sort of where my mind is at, that it's it shouldn't be something that if a student wants to do that they don't have access to. You know, we're very, very, very lucky to be in a position where the county is supporting this program um, and you know our the fact that our superintendent believes 
so strongly in the program and is willing to you know, support us um, year after year is something that I think is just absolutely amazing because there are a lot of areas in the country where the only access that students going to under-resourced schools are going to get is from the Urban Debate League. And so while we do have the Houston Urban Debate League, which is a partner of Case Debates, and they work also with HISD directly, the element of sort of that partnership having generated the ability for a program like ours to exist is just absolutely, it was kind of unbelievable to me whenever I heard program even existed just because it hasn't happened anywhere else that the money is coming from this kind of level top down and not from a nonprofit organization, right? Um, I think that that's really important, even though, you know, we are a government entity, which is a not-for-profit organization, and yet we are not a formal nonprofit um, in the way that other folks, uh, you know, have organized it. And so I think it's just having support from the public, public institutions is really the first step to making access um, for everyone a possibility. When I think about the goal, it's it would simply be that everyone gets the opportunity to compete and prepare if they're in Harris County. Setting a model, I think, also then for the way in which other school districts around the country can think about programmatically ways to develop their speech and debate programs, I think is something that I'm hoping. Sounds great. Uh, I know it takes a lot of time and a lot of collaboration and organization to pull things off like this in the debate community. Do you have any upcoming tournaments, seminars, or special events? We do. On October 22nd at the University of Houston, we will have our first case debates tournament of the season. Uh, only two weeks later, on November 5th, we're going to be at Elsick High School. And then in December, we're going to be at Westbury. Um, and that's actually our winter classic. We do a co-tournament with the HISD folks. And we have this year going to be hosting at Westbury High School. And then the next time we would be seeing them is at the city championships in March. But as far as this semester goes, um, in the next couple of months, it's just a University of Houston, October 22nd, Elsick on November 5th, and Westbury on December 3rd. And we'd love to have any volunteers to come out and judge. If you want to reach out to me, you know, my email is jimmy.morales at hcde-texas.org. Uh, you know, we can, I will happily pass along the information for you to come and judge. Do you have any additional comments before we go? Oh, I just really appreciate you taking the time to ask me these questions. Uh, I think this debate is a life-changing activity for me. It's been something that I am just so grateful to be in a position to help facilitate it for folks all across the county. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for being my guest on today's episode of the Making After School Cool podcast. Thank you. Making After School Cool. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Making After School Cool podcast, which was a two-part series featuring the Cates Debates Project and was highlighted by my discussion with Jimmy Morales, the project coordinator of Case Debates. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.